and welcome to the podcast. I'm Ross. I'm Phil, and this is Ross and Phil Talk Coronavirus. Movies. Hooray. Movies. Oh. It's still live? Because I really, really want to talk about the coronavirus. Like, the coronavirus is, like, really, really, like, you need to keep talking about it and making people scared <laughs> about it. If we, if we don't panic people, like, into, like, doing something really stupid, like bulk buying... I don't know. Uh, there's never going to be any. There's never going to be any more uh, cinema popcorn. So you need to go to all your cinemas now, and you need to buy all the cinema popcorn, and yes. then watch it go off in your garage for ten months. There you have. Yeah, could you please do that? Because <clears throat> I, I I managed to sit in in a, in one of the smaller screens to watch a film. I think we're both we, we, we can both talk about it in a minute. One of the smaller mm-hmm. screens at our local Cineworld, right next to a couple who incessantly ate their fucking bucket load industrial size vat of popcorn and mm. also chewed with their mouths open Lovely. and bear in mind i was watching the hunt a film where people get killed <clears throat> it wasn't yes. a great leap to think actually should i just stab them in the face kill these people yeah exactly. welcome to coronavirus britain people i would um, say i would say just clearly the removal of some of the stupid people would help significantly well, see, see, <clears throat> so uh, so we, we now agree, right? We're officially living in contagion, right? The film. I you see. Probably, I've never seen it, so I don't know. Uh, okay. Um, so, so we're. I think we're officially living in that film, right? So, yeah. I'm waking up every morning just to wait to see when Gwyneth Paltrow dies. Mm-hmm. Just like, checking in. Well, fingers well, now, crossed, that Tom, right? now that Tom Hanks has been infected, uh, you know, it's like it's not too too crazy. See, think. Corona didn't bother me, and then it went after Hanks. Yeah. Like shit got Thanks. real, man. They'll be fine. I'm fairly <laughs> sure Tom has moved. You know, you can you, you can take my relatives, you can take my co-workers, mm. but don't take Hanks. Mm. That's just mean. You know, that's that's when the government starts act. That's the did you notice, right? Even Trump, Trump did absolutely nothing about coronavirus. Hanks gets infected, shit gets real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so even 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 Trump is like, right, you fucked with the wrong. I did. There was a great. There was a great headline today because obviously America's got far more cases than Mexico. So someone put, someone tweeted out, um, is uh, Mexico about to start to build a wall to stop Americans getting in with coronavirus? All oh, right. That's like brilliant. Well played, sir. Well played. I, I, I am waiting for the news reports, um, which are like. Um, uh, people saying, please stop shooting at the coronavirus. Please stop firing Because <laughs> they did things like fire at ha- one, of those, one of those hurricanes. There yes. was this whole thing in Fl- Floridians or some people were just kind of going, we're literally firing at a storm, shooting guns at it. It's like, could, could you not do that? Like, you, you, what do you think What do you think is going to happen when you fire at You've got to wonder, places like that, that the gene pool is, is less of a pool and more of a puddle. Thank you, Bill Hicks. Um, but uh, you know, it's just a, pe- a petri dish, basically. Yeah, yeah, it's basically a petri dish. It's crazy. But we're not here to talk about coronavirus, although we will be talking about coronavirus. Um, <laughs> yep. Hey, fuck it, everyone else is right. Bandwagon. Um, but let's do what we always do and start the show by talking about the last films we saw, which is usually broken down into most recent and older. Because both me and Ross tend to watch both, right? So, yeah. I tell you what, if I go first with my older one, because mm-hmm. I'm sure most of your older ones will be related to martial arts, which we're still in. Um, and we can uh, have a ca- I mean, yes, yes, we should do that, probably. So, <clears throat> because I'm strange, uh, I started watching um, The Stand again. 
And I really want to watch the stand again. I've got that on Blu-ray. It got recently remastered. And I really, yeah. really want to watch that again. I haven't had time, but I, w- I really want to watch that. It's, it's, it has all the flaws it always had. Yeah. But it's it, not, in, not least a distinct lack of budget. Um, but it has some really nice bits. So I'm, I'm, I've done at the time, at the time though, but at the time though, it was very expensive. Uh, yeah, it was in the same way that it at the time was terrifying, yeah. right? And then we yeah. watch it now and we go, well, Tim Curry's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the I've been meaning to watch it. I've, yeah, I've been meaning to watch that again actually. It's really know, interesting, right? And um, you know, it, it it it's for the most part, you know, budget withstanding, and the fact I seem to have. Uh, uh, I seem to have got a very, very bad version of it, which is in 4.3, which is fucking appalling to watch these days. Um, but yeah, other than these small issues, um, I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. So I'm about halfway through at the moment. Obviously, it's about six hours, right? So it's like, yes. it's a bit of a time sink. Um, but the best thing is you do get some very funny looks when people on the train realise what you're watching. Oh. <laughs> people are like, really? 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 So that's my older film. So let's talk about the last film we both watched. Yes. The Hunt. So you, you, so you don't want me to talk about the older film? First. Yeah, you can do that afterwards. Let's do, let's do The Hunt. Okay. We've both seen that one and it kind of loops yes. across. So, so what did you think? Headline. So, <clears throat> I'm not sure quite where to start with, but my, do you want to just say the overall opinion? or do you, what, what do Yeah, you overall opinion, then we can dig down there. Because obviously we have this fantastic thing where we've disagreed on pretty much every film that's been released this year. So the thing that strikes me most after watching it, and this is not to do with the quality of the film, is, it, you know, for those who don't know, this film got pulled, like, completely and looked like it was going to be shelf forever, which was nonsense, because obviously because otherwise it's the film. of the vibe. Because the, well, the, well, it was because, if I recall correctly, there were two <laughs> mass shootings very close to like, like, like yeah. for America, even surprisingly close to the other. You know, normally they're weekly and that's fine on a Wednesday. Like, <laughs> yeah, as long as it doesn't Apparently, it's literally it's normal. It's, it's been completely normalized now, which is America needs to have a deal sort out. Um, but it was, <laughs> as I recall, it was, it, was pulled, like it was pulled because of that. Yeah. And the only thing that hits me more than anything, and this is not to do with the quality of the film, is there is nothing in the film at nothing. all. Nothing that relates to that in any way, shape or form. <laughs> in fact, it, it is they violent. They guns in the film. Really? They, barely, they, they, use, guns, they use guns. They use guns in, in like an almost two minute bit at the beginning. And they don't yeah. even fire them very much. It's very to me. That's very interesting. So you know, again, people are sort of stupid. So and in some ways, it gives the film some notoriety, which is fine. I well, they've used it on the poster, terrible. right? It's in the post. The poster is basically the most controversial film you've never seen. Oh right. So in the trailer, the one I saw. So when we were in uh, the wonderful, I will always reference it, Alamo Draft House. Before we saw Invisible Man, uh, the no. trailer. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, but I will say it forever. Um, the trailer was literally centered around like the captions of the most controversial sorry the most controversial film of the year is a film that nobody's seen or something <laughs> that you've never seen but by the way that was fine like i, I, completely I love that, that. I think it, that's really it, smart marketing, it hit me right? it, it definitely yeah it definitely hit me yeah, yeah totally smart all good <clears throat> so but uh, sorry that was really sort of like just a, an overall because because that was a thing that it was being marketed as yeah 
Um, no, no, do you know what? I completely agree, right? I like I watched it and I kind of I finished it and I was like, yeah, really? That's I've seen it. far more controversial films than that. Yeah. I was However, trying to think were they talking about the message of course they were. It was simply because of those incidents. Which is when you think about it, it is a remarkably rare sign of sensitivity in America that they did actually do what they did. It's kind of, yeah, it's but kind it, of it's sensitivity for the wrong reason, right? It's oversensitive. Normally they're undersensitive and now they're oversensitive. Well, like, oh. Actually, actually, no, I wouldn't say it was oversensitive. I would say that it was cannily pretending to be sensitive <laughs> rather, yeah. than, rather than actually <laughs> sensitive. But I, but, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if I'm being brutally mm. honest, if mm. it wasn't done deliberately. And that's what I'm kind of getting at. Yeah. I feel like it's an opportunity. I feel like it's an opportunity. And, and again, uh, I have you know. no issue with that. Because, <laughs> like from people that have marketed low budget films and knowing that you have to stand out. Like we, our PR company started a rumour that Steps were going to reform because we had Lee from Steps in our film in the hope that we get some mainstream publicity. Yeah. Which ended up. Helping oh. steps reform. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it happened to be a few years after that, if I remember correctly. No, so I, I still say to this day, right, whether people believe me or not, that we are partly responsible for that because we got them talking again after yeah. our PR company basically pulled a massive fucking Hail Mary play. I remember getting a complete yeah. bollocking from 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 um, a couple of managers involved in, in the talent. Um, and I, even I was like, yeah, that was nothing to do with me, right? <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> yeah. But it got us mainstream publicity and helped us yeah. become one of the bigger DVDs releases of that time, independent films, right? Oops. And I know a couple of independent producers that to this day still hate the fact that our film that was made for no money sold tens of thousands of more copies than they did. Yeah. yeah um, it's true. How, so, so we're down with like, cool publicity stunts i've got there's no judgment from me real or fake good yeah. on you. it's just marketing isn't it what um so yeah to go back to the actual uh question uh, and to keep it short and without sounding too uh trite flawed but fucking awesome it <laughs> wasn't it just oh it's, it's so fucking flawed. awesome it's flawed there's, there's all sorts of but here's the thing the flaws in this one do not matter no, right. So, I'm just being honest. It is yeah, no, no, flawed, totally. but so it does I'm, not I'm, matter. It was a ride. A yeah, I'm going to do something we've never done before. I'm going to pause mm. this conversation, right? Mm. And we're going to carry on with the podcast. And at the end of the yeah. podcast, we're going to do a spoiler bit. So we're going to talk about it. So people yeah. can switch off because there's some really good bits I want to talk about. But no, I'm like you. I thought it was like the fight at the end. Mm. I genuinely had the goofiest fucking grin on my face. Yeah, because some of it without getting into this yet, it's really badly done. But I really, but I still really like, like, yeah. this is, this actually goes down, and I, just as a, a momentary thing, this goes down as number two of the stupidest yet most entertaining fake karate fights in movies. Like, like, Broken Arrow is number one. John Travolta and... Oh, Broken Arrow. Both, oh, my God. The that fight is on the my train. favourite. Fake karate fight. It's like, fake, it's like a really weirdly fake right Yeah, exactly. And it's by the way, that's not that's not a, a diss. It's fucking brilliant. But like there are bits where Hillary Swank supposedly is throwing <laughs> kicks where you just go, just stop. Because like it just it's, doesn't look real. It looks like a pantomime fight. Yeah. But but, but I fucking loved it anyway. I didn't care. Yeah, because it's so no. much fun. It doesn't matter. 
Right, we'll get back to the hunt at the end of the podcast. Yeah. So talk me through the, the last film you saw. Norman. Yes, well, if we're going to do... Yes, well, if we're going to do martial arts, essentially, for those who don't know, hashtag martial arts, M-A-R-C-H-A... Oh, fuck it out. M-A-R-C-H-A-L-A-R-T-S? Yeah, martial. March or arts. Um, fuck, it's fuck your that. thing. You invented I don't know. it. I did, I did. It's essentially it's watch one martial arts movie through the month. Sorry, one martial arts movie every day through the month. March. And on the um, last podcast, we got to... Yes. I think we, we got to last, seven. Saturday, last Saturday, we would have got to. So number seven, yeah. I think, think you just watched, or what have you just watched? I think you just watched um, Shadow Little Tokyo. Oh, well, obviously, oh, it's first five then. There's, there's a whole bunch to do. Okay, um, that's fine. The most recent one I watched, just to put it in perspective, as we talk about most recent films, was, I've only seen this film for the second time. It's called The Order, the Jean-Claude Van Damme film. Oh, it's oh, in yeah, Israel. Yeah. It's really interesting, because the first time I watched it, I remember just going, meh, meh. This, this time, I mean, you know, this time it's a little bit of that, but it is a lot of fun. It's a proper action adventure. It co-stars Sophia Milos from one of those CSIs, if I remember correctly, uh, and um, and Brian Thompson, the lead villain from things like Cobra. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot Brian of Thompson, the lead villain from everything from in the nineties. Yeah, from everything. True, uh, and he's a lot of fun. And weirdly, there's a lot more fighting than I remember. For some reason, I seem to recall it not being very fighty. It's more fighting than I remember. Uh, it's a bit choppy, but it's but it's but it's loads of fun. Like there's this whole bit where Van Damme is disguised as a Hasidic Jew, and then obviously gets into a fight scene, and it's it's genuinely it's very silly, but it's a lot more fun than I've remembered. And it's a tight, like I'm um, just under ninety minutes, so it just runs. It, interesting. It was, it, and also the story is kind of fascinating. It spans centuries, uh, in terms of like the history of like. Uh, like the knights that were in Jerusalem and stuff. Anyway, it, it's it's a lot more fun than I remembered. So, but going backwards very quickly, we'll just go for very quickly. <clears throat> so the last one that I told you about was Shadow Little Tokyo. Yes. Uh, oh, day day six was day six was Black Dynamite, which I love. Which is oh yeah, no, you Black did mention Black Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, there you go. Day seven, Roadhouse. Of course. Which is obviously one of the most perfect films of all time. Uh, day eight was Revenge of a Ninja, which was the film that changed my life. Uh, martial arts film by Canon. It was the first ninja film I ever saw. Uh, and in the intermediate years, look, I've watched Revenge of the Ninja easily more than 50 times, like easily. But subsequently, to that, I mostly watch the fights. You know, I just mostly watch the fight scenes. I might watch all this. But this was the first time in, I'd say, at least, let's be generous and say between five and 10 years when I've watched the whole movie. And it's still just a complete riot of a film. <laughs> it's nonsense, but I love everything of it. Um, Day nine, I kind of went slightly wrong. I watched American Ninja 4, The Annihilation. Oh, um, wrong call. Is, it could yeah. be worse than American Ninja 5, right? Yeah, American Ninja 5 is very goofy. It's a kid's movie, really. But it, it, the funny thing is, it does have its moments. Like, Dudikoff and David Bradley, both the American Ninjas together was a good idea. It suffers really heavily from not having um, Steve James in it as Jackson. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to remember. If he, I'm trying to remember if he'd actually passed away at that point. Or well, if I he think was just so. Ill, he, my he gut feel was, I think he had it. passed away by that point. He might have, or or if not, he might have just been getting you. I'm not sure. I feel I feel like he might have been a couple of years later, but still. Um, uh, num- uh, day ten, one of Chuck Norris's best films, and that is not damning with faint praise. Lone Wolf McQuaid, which is a really genuinely terrific <coughs> uh, 
it's for it's for a movie that kind of uh, became Walker Texas Ranger sort of ten years later or gotcha. whatever. Like it, yeah, it's like it's like a Western martial arts movie. David Carradine is superb as the lead villain, like really good fun. And the fights are kind of tough. The music has a kind of Morricone feel to it. It's yeah, nice. it's really. I don't yeah, think I've ever seen Wolf McQuaid, if It's I'm genuinely very good. I think it was on either Amazon or Netflix. I think it was on Netflix. It's really, really good. Like, it's a really enjoyable movie. Uh, Day 11 was Never Back Down, which I haven't seen in quite a long time. The MMA, like, Karate Kid movie. Oh, I hate that. Really? It's not, I, I know that people <coughs> have mixed feelings. I, I, my main it's, problem it's, it's is... It's right? So, for me, right? It's never, right. Yeah, Never Back Down is like the high school musical of MMA movies. That is a very good description. Very <laughs> you know, accurate. Yeah. It's I very mean, accurate. The, the, music is, the music is all very hollow. Yeah. There's not a lot of emotional depth to it's, it. There's, no, there's it's, good bits he, to that, it, yeah. There is good bits. So, so um, like, when I say I hate it, right, it, it, I don't yeah. hate, 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 hate it. But I'm mm. just like, I'm just, it's just, I have this thing that there's still not been an mm. excellent MMA movie. I agree. I, mean, I In fact, in my review on, uh, uh, oh, fuck, I use this thing. Um, What's it called that I use? How have I forgotten it? I'm looking. Letterboxd. Thank you. On my, on my Letterboxd. I'm literally looking at it and I can't see the name of it. Um, on on my Letterboxd review for Never Back Down, uh, I, I my, my first sentence is arguably the most 7 out of 10 MMA films ever made. <laughs> like, yeah. It is, a, it is a complete 7 out of 10 movie. Like, it is enjoyable. Like, I, I mean, I, I let it roll. It was fine as a drama. Also, um, um, Oh, what was I going to say? It's just totally, you can fight, totally God. Just because you can fight in real life yeah. doesn't mean yeah. you can act and fight. Right. Films, I mean, right? Sean, Farris is, Sean Farris is a pretty good lead, I'd say. Like, he feels like the next Tom Cruise movie. He subsequently did a few other films and seems to have sort of fallen off the radar a little bit. Um, but I found I, it was it was okay. Like, it's okay. It was a bit, oh, but, but I, I would never forget the first time I watched it was not long after I'd watched the amazing film All the Boys Love Mandy Lane with Amber Heard. Yes. And suddenly, and she is amazing in that film. Uh, yes, it's, it's sub- the one subsequently, film she's good in. Well, subsequently we've realised it turns out that might be what she's actually like in real life. <laughs> <laughs> she's really ter- I mean, ter- she's terrifying in it. She's I mean, she's brilliant in look, it. let's just, not to go too off base, mm. but I think there's a massive lesson to be learnt here about taking, because of gender taking someone on face value right because everyone was accusing johnny depp weren't they yeah everyone was accusing johnny depp. don't, don't get me wrong that she's beating the shit out of it certainly sounds like <laughs> he's equally fucked up but I oh, think so, oh point, so, right? um, emotionally and emotionally and where yeah of course like he's a yeah he's probably a mental case and but, um, but point, she's they both right. are and well, that's yeah. what you don't <laughs> get when you instantly take a side and yeah, you know yeah there's one to say on it uh, but no, the, um, <laughs> hot take. Um, but the, the, um, so the only thing that really occurred to me when I was watching it the first time was, oh, she's just playing like the girlfriend. So it's yeah. a little bit like it's a little bit like uh, I'm not just the girlfriend, like the girl that guys fight over. It's like oh dear, like I mean she's and she's good in the film, but it's like oh dear. And it it reminded me a lot of um, when Uma Thurman went from doing Kill Bill to Paycheck. Like Kill Bill, she's you know she has so much agency. I don't know how to get into. And in Paycheck, she's just some chick. But and she she, she has a little bit more. She actually she has a little bit more than that in that film. But overall, but, she's just yeah. a chick. But it's wasn't terrible. that the best name film ever? John Woo Paycheck. and yeah, Emma Thurman doing it, doing literally it for... collecting a paycheck. 
They should have called it Doing It For The. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that should have actually been the title. Go on, then, Carol. So, to live back down. And then, uh, day before yesterday was, uh, sort of day 12 was Rumble in the Bronx. Uh, uh, been a long time since I've watched that film. Um, I'm guessing it's again, terribly. Or Rumble in Canada, it, it should have been known, right? Yeah, Rumble in Vermont. <laughs> I've never known. I've been to New York. You've been to New York, right? Yeah. Did you see the mountains? Well, yeah, the, the Bronx Mountains. Yeah. And, and also, <laughs> and also the, the New York establishment shots they do use are things like the Statue of Liberty, which are nowhere near the Bronx. Like, no, none, of the, none of the New York establishment shots they use are anywhere near the Bronx at all. Nowhere. It's really Could funny. not be any further. But I, I just no. love the fact that there's visible mountains in the background. So That's I think insane. I've told this story before, but back, back when it was National Cinema Day, yes. where you go and watch one, movies for a pan. Pan, pan the film. And like literally the best day ever because I saw some of the most awesome films. I, I thought, yeah. you know, awesome. And they did it two years and then they fucking didn't do it again because it was a good idea and they stopped doing it. Anyway, I was at uni. I took all my flatmates. They'd never seen a, a um, Jackie Chan film before. I took them all to the cinema to watch Rumble in the Bronx and they all came out wow. and they were like, my God, that was fucking amazing. And I was like, right, if you like that, tonight we're yes. going to watch Police Story 2. Right, exactly. And then we I watched Police Story 2. The more I well, the more I watch like something like Rumble in the Bronx. Well, when I say more, I've seen it twice. I've seen some of the fights in the interview. Actually, tell like I may well have seen it sometime in the intervening years. Yeah. But here's the thing: it, all of the films he's done, like all of the American films he's done since the Rush Hour stuff, throw into sharp relief. But Rumble in the Bronx was actually a lot of fun. Like it's it goes wrong in places significantly, uh, and it still doesn't have its dizzy, his dizzying highs, if you like, of like the late eighties, early nineties, or whatever. But when you look at the action content overall and the way the film is put together overall, it still beats the shit out of the Rush Hour films. Like, like it used to be for me, people say, "Oh, Rush Hour is his best film." No, no, no. Watch Police. Come here. You know. Yeah. Um, but Rumble in the Bronx is, is less that. Like Rumble in the Bronx is, is a more Jackie film, is I guess what I'm doing. Yeah, I think for me, it's the perfect gateway drug to Jackie Chan. Yeah, that sounds fair. <clears throat> yeah, so it's just, it does actually make for a reasonably good introductory film for his more modern films. Not his good films, not not even his, his more, actual yeah, good films, totally. but his more modern like oeuvre, wow. if you like. It's a more it's a more palatable version. You know? So what's up for today? Uh, what does that mean? What, what film are you going to watch today? What's your, your day? Oh, sorry. That's a really good question. Um, to be decided, to be honest. I, cool. I'd love to give you a pre. I'd love to give you a preview, but it's uh, it's still uh, there are a number of films in contention staring at me. Okay. I'm sort of thinking about. I'm sort of thinking about the actors that I haven't watched yet. Like like I haven't done a okay, Seagal yeah, yet. Good help us. I was going to say yeah. Like there's that. no Stephen Seagal in any of that. And I haven't done. Uh, Rumble in the Bronx is a slight crossover. I haven't done an actual subtitled film yet, like an actual foreign language film yet. Yeah. That's just been because I want to be able to concentrate on what I'm watching. Sort of. Yeah, no, no. So I there's, you know, I haven't done a Bruce Lee film yet. Ooh, <laughs> so kind of have to really, right? So, yeah. so we won't talk about this quickly, but coronavirus is having a massive impact, right? So not only is it halting films in production, and a load yes. of films in production are being halted. Now, yes. But it's, yes. it's halting the release date. So literally in the last week... No Time to Die, Mulan, Fast and Furious yeah. 9, A Quiet Place yeah. 2, Peter yeah. Rabbit 2. I mean, not that I give a yeah. fight. Who gives a shit about that film? The New Mutants for the <clears throat> 850th time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. I shit you it's not. It's never coming out. I it's don't never. think they've made it. 
I really, I, I, I think I, they took some photos. I think they took some photos on location and showed people photos. Would it be good if we made a new Mutants movie? Like, I, sure, I, sure it would. Be. Uh, a film called Antlers. Yeah, I really want to see. I saw the advert for that, and that actually looks really good. Um, and that's that's it for the moment. But Black Widow, May the first. Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. June the fifth. I'm guessing yeah. they're gonna fucking go. If so. I'm saying this for the record, if they reschedule Top Gun, oh yeah, <laughs> I will be steamed. In fact, you can reschedule it. There's a massive gap now, right, with nothing coming out for right. months. Bring it forward. It, bring it forward. Bring it forward today. But actually, can I just say no? But can I say no? Actually, I'd like to go the other way with this. I would like to say, with these gaps opening up, could we possibly get some more independent films into the cinema for people to well, watch when there's no competition from absurd blockbusters? Yeah. So this we, is, this is there is any thoughts. way we could do that? This is my thoughts. I, Cineworld are going to have to fill their schedules. Yeah. Or they'll just leave films in there for longer. Yeah, potentially. But I, I reckon there's a potential. I reckon we might see more independent films getting a wider release. I hope so. Um, and amazing. I think we might see more old school films being re-released. Oh, that could be interesting. So, like, that you know, they, recently they did, like, Gremlins for one night, and they did... Yes, exactly. Die Hope Hard, Alone. Did Die Hard not long ago. Yeah. yeah. Home Alone. If, can you imagine if, like, a week was filled up where in, in one screen, each week, they every night they do a different film from the 80s and 90s? That would be amazing. It would just like, literally they could turn every cine world into the Prince Charles. Right. Prince Charles would be fucked. They, sure. So Cine World are going, oh yeah, we're gonna struggle through this time. Be more inventive, right? Don't rely yeah, on be creative. Be, yeah, exactly. Be creative with your programming. Yeah. It's it, genuinely I think there, there's a real opportunity here for the things. Problem is, the the problem is though, is that they tend to book films in you know, three to six months ahead. So it's hard to kind of totally. get, an, get an immediate an immediate uh, increase, you know. But let's see. Never know. But wouldn't it be amazing? It would be. It'd be fantastic. Um, but at the same point, um, you know, this is going to knock on to next year as well. So it's not just going to be about now. If films are struggling in production and being, being postponed, yeah. there's going to be a massive gap of quality. So I actually think long-term, we will see more independent films. It might be easier to get films at the cinema. Yeah. Maybe in the next year. Maybe maybe in the next year. I mean, you never know. I I think I think we're we're genuinely not to get too deep on this. I think we're genuinely at the precipice of a change in the world. How how we do things, how we see things, yeah. how we act. You know, it it's actually not a bad thing, right? Pollution has been massively declined in the last couple of weeks from China. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I don't want to do the whole kind of. You know, is this the world fighting back to tell us something? Storyline. <clears throat> Are you becoming Al Gore, Phil? I, I think I and might become. It's a, <clears throat> an inconvenient truth. Yeah, an inconvenient cunt in my case. Oh, <laughs> that's me, <laughs> not him. He's great. Um, so we're all going to be on lockdown, right? So <clears throat> I gave Ross a brief. It was a very mm. loose brief, so I'm really intrigued to see how you entitled uh, how you saw this, right? The, mm-hmm. the films to watch when you're trapped in a house. Yes. Now, I went down a very specific route with this. <laughs> so I wonder if you went down the same route. So, Well, I went down, uh, just to be clear, I basically put it down to people who are trapped in a house. Fine. I went the same route. So I think we're going to have a okay. similar so house. There was a tiny moment. There's a tiny moment. There was a tiny moment where I was going to go completely anti-programming and do things like Star Wars and stuff. And I was like... <laughs> Because actually, they would be entertaining. It was to be they watching would. while you're trapped in there. But how but boring these are basically that all... be, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
So these are our our top tips. So not a top five or a top ten, but these are our top tips of films to watch whilst you're trapped in a house. If like me, you enjoy watching films about what you're going through, right? So I, I'm go- we're going through Corona. I'm watching virus movies. I've just got Pontypool. <laughs> I've never seen it. Pontypool's fucking brilliant. I know. I've never Have seen it. Have you seen it? No. It's so, brilliant. So I'm doing all these kind of like virus movies. So now I'm thinking about Trapped in the House. So, Ross, what, what tell, we do? Just tell me. Just tell me. Things. Just tell me. Hang on. Hang on. Tell me when you've watched Pontypool for real, though. You know, we'll talk about like, next Pontypool task. is kick-ass. Yeah, it's such a good So we'll, te- we'll tennis this, okay? So me, you, me, you, me, you. How um, many have you got? Because I've got 15. Oh, I've got about seven. One, two, three, four, okay. five, six, seven, eight, nine-ish. So I'm going to start with Hostile Hostages. Oh, the Dennis Leary film. The, the Dennis Leary film. The Ref. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's about a really good people trapped in a house um, yeah. with Dennis Leary, who's a kind of a burglar, um, and it's like a couple arguing. And, and it's it's actually a really entertaining, fun film. It is fun. It's it gets darker after this. <laughs> mm. So Hostile Hostages is my opener. Where do you go from Hostile? Where do we go from Hostile Hostages, Ross? Yeah. <laughs> um, Shall I, I'll tell you what, look, if you've got nine or ten, I've got 15. Shall I just do my honourable mentions? Go on. And get them out of the way. They're, <laughs> they're very much on the theme. Dog soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Because they're trapped in that fucking cabin. Uh, the Collector, which I love. Oh, so I almost sequ- added sequ- that on my list. The Collector's really good. And the sequel's even better because the sequel's crazy. They uh, I heard that. I haven't done much about it, but I've heard, heard that. Um, don't Breathe. Oh yeah, which good. Is, uh, yeah, pretty tight. Uh, better watch out, which I love. Better watch out for Christmas. It's like Home Alone at Christmas. Oh like, yes, no. baby. So yeah. You gave when we did our Christmas movie. show, we talked about best Christmas movies. Yeah. You you mentioned that, and I watched it like the yeah. next night, and I was like, "That's fucking awesome." The twist when the twi- when the twist comes, that yes. is just genius, absolute genius. And the kid is amazing. Um, what's the other one? Oh, and the last one. Uh, it's, it's actually a foreign language title, finally, uh, which is a Switchblade Romance or High Tension, as it's called in the States. Oh, OK. Superb. Uh, who directed that? Uh, is it Alejandro Aya? Yeah, it might well be. That's good. Yeah, good. I haven't seen that in years, man. Great, great fucking movie. Holy shit. OK, so. Okay, right. My number so I went Hostile Hostages. Your retort to Hostile Hostages is. The people under the stairs. Oh my god, that was on my list. Excellent choice. Excellent it's choice. Fucking brilliant. West crazy. It's, isn't it? it's really scary as well. People under the stairs is really, really scary. Yeah. I really um, like people on the stairs. I haven't seen it in years, but it's a genuinely Ving Rames before Ving Rames before we anyone knew who Ving Rames was. Yeah, nice. Right, so people under the stairs. Oh, I'm gonna look at my list to try and work out where we go from this. I reckon for people under the stairs, we go to the hole. The hole, as in the, the Kieran Knightley movie. Yeah. yeah I we see your boobs in that. I can't remember. You do, yes, you do. Um, <laughs> we saw your boobs. We saw your boobs. Yes. <laughs> still, still possibly an Oscar highlight next to Oprah. Omar, uh, was it uh, Oprah? Uh, I can't remember the, the thing that David Letterman did, but um, yeah. Anyway, Me I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> if you had a what, What's David on? Letterman Oscars Oprah? Uh, he does oh, it like okay. yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, no, I quite enjoyed the whole. Right, it was it was a it was a nice tense kind of one location movie. 
got Desmond Harrington in it, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it it was a British film. It would it was like total low budget, but it had Thora Birch, Kira Knightley, um, Desmond Harrington, and a few others. I think it was for Thora Birch, but it was it's quite a tense film, right? It was. Sorry. That's yeah, right. <laughs> so right, so the whole batting back to you, Mr. Poyask. Where do you go from there? Okay, so the film that when everyone was talking about the Babadook, I was raving about, which is way better than, well, not way better, they're very different. But around the same time as the Babadook was a film called Housebound. Yes, yeah. 2014. I loved it. It's where this uh, young girl is, uh, she has to stay in her childhood home. When I say young girl, like she's like in her early 20s or whatever. She has to return to her childhood home because she's placed under house arrest. Um, oh, that some, one. Some, something evil is lurking in the walls. It's fucking great, and it's really funny. Yeah, I I think I actually hold on. Housebound. I have this whole it. stuff between her. There's this whole oh, stuff I between her and her mum. It's so fucking good. Yeah, I, I I rated it a six, right? So I obviously didn't hate oh, okay. it. Okay, I thought it was great. Uh, no, good. Housebound. Like mm. that one. Uh, yeah, I'm really gonna fun. take your housebound, and I'm gonna raise mm. you a room. Oh, as in as in the Brie Larson room. Yeah, as not in the Brie Larson room. Not not top not Tommy Wiseau. No, not definitely not Tommy Wiseau. Um, so we have Aww. a room. Um, I like room. <laughs> rooms, rooms a tense, tight film. It's quite it's very quite rapey. Is okay? Quite rapey. Very rapey, yes. Um, yes. but it, it's 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 like it has one of my favourite moments in a, like of of those couple of years with just the kids getting out of that. It's it's just there's some beautiful moments in it, and it's really kind of mm. when you look at the location and look at kind of what they did with it. it I thought it was a yeah. really clever film. Yeah. So room over to you. Okay, so <laughs> there there are different genres in this, I promise, but mostly. Uh, so. Fuck's sake, sorry, I'm so hungry. I'm eating bread and stuff. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sort of bread and cheese. I'm so hungry. Sorry. I've woken up starving. Um, my next one is uh, The Night of the Living Dead remake for 1991, directed by Tom Sweden. You love that film. I prefer it to the original. So, like, the original film is terrific. Like, it's nothing wrong. The original film is great and groundbreaking. <clears throat> I really, really like I think the reason why I like it so much is I was very scared of zombie movies. Yeah. I find zombies really genuinely quite scary as a prospect. Um, and, I, and I don't like the eating stuff and all of that shit, you know, all that. And what I love about Night of the Remake is partly it's a, it's terrifically made, whether people like that or not, and the effects are all good. Tony Todd is superb in it. Like, I mean, the, the cast are all good in it. And it was the first time I watched a film where I did, I think I understood better that the people are the problem, not the zombies. I mean, the zombies are a problem. But that the people are the issue. People are the villains. Yeah, and I love that. And and also they they it, definitely it, levy that a lot heavy in that version. Like Walking Dead to me feels very this film, not Night of the Living Dead. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like this could be like an episode of Walking Dead. Like do you know, like I think it's quite forward in how it does things. Um, also, and also he's not really the lead because you've got um, what's her name? Oh God, not Denise. What's her name? Uh, oh, but, uh, she's amazing. Yeah. I can't remember. Yes. She's so good at it. Um, oh shit! Why can't I remember her name? Well, I get to you. Yeah, I've got your back, my friend. I've got your back. Thank you, it, Patricia Tallman. That's it. She's fucking great. Like, very good <clears> so my um, issue with the film is uh-huh. the Sigourney weavering of of mm. the lead 
over a short period of time. She goes from being yeah. relatively meek and mild to being yeah. a fucking Terminator by the end of it. And that was my issue, right? Because I really liked in the original film. I that, do get that. that. That journey, you know, that journey's not real, right? In the original right. film, people basically became the worst version of who they already were. Yes. Well, yeah, I sort of see that. In a very short space of time, she goes from being that person to effectively picking up a fucking bazooka and blowing things up. I was just like, yeah, it didn't. I didn't love that, but I can see that it's not a bad film by any stretch. I think it's terrific. Also, I think the other reason why it got me in a bit better was it is almost an action horror. Like there's, yeah, there's totally. you have literally a judo. You ever see where Tony Tony sort of judo throwing zombies? And stuff. Yeah, and it really and it really helps. Um, yeah, no, I just, I just really, really, and I remember I had the opportunity not that long, well, some years ago now, to see it on the big screen. There was a, there was some pub in Brighton showing it in a cinema, like a really? cinema screen. Nice. And it was so, and it was so terrific. Like it really holds up in in okay. yeah, held up on the big screen. The effects are excellent. I think is it K and B who did the effects? Yeah, I think it was. I think yeah, it yeah. Might, it's it ironic be. in a Tony uh, Tom Savini film, right? Well, yeah, right, exactly. So it's kind of anyway. So right, goes, so, so we're gonna have to and, back and again, through. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. So next up for me is the purge. Ah, my, that's on my list. I have that on my list as well. Completely ah, see, agree. There we go. So, I, so prefer, mixing... I prefer the sequels. I prefer the sequels, but it is a terrific if you're stuck at home <laughs> film. Yeah, and it's for, for its budget, right? It was. It's, it's mm. that. It's that archetypal Blumhouse movie. Well, it kicked. It, it sort of pretty much kicked off Blumhouse, really. Yeah. Like, I mean, there were some. I think there were. I think there had been a few others, but. <clears throat> If I'm right, I, I might be getting this slightly wrong. The reason why it worked out is that Ethan Hawke, like his, I don't know if you've heard childhood friends or teenage friends, but Jason Blum and Ethan Hawke were friends from a very, very long way back. Oh, okay. Very, very long way back. Like, 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 I don't know if it was high school. I don't remember the exact, you can look it up. Um, but that's how that worked out. That's how he was able to get such star power in that movie. Yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a properly, you know, for, for what it is, it's a properly interesting kind of take. So it was 2013. He'd obviously done the. He'd done a lot before that, though, mate. Doesn't be feel. Doesn't feel that recent. It doesn't feel that recent. No, Blum had done a lot, but this was in terms of yeah. Blumhouse. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously you have Paranormal Activity, which was the film mm. that properly launched him. But um. But yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay. Over to you. So uh, very tidy home invasion. Similar home invasion film, unfortunately. Number uh, is Hush. I think you seen yeah. Hush. Hush is the good. Mike Flanagan, yeah, Mike Flanagan film. Not a lot to say about it, but it's about, uh, and it was written by the actress in it, if I recall correctly. Uh, and uh, it's just the idea cool. that she's deaf and mute, lives in the woods by herself, and then yeah. an intruder. Yeah, it's, it's tight. And it's it's just it's really tight. Yeah, tight film. Um, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go with Panic Room, David Fincher. Yeah, I never put it on my list, but it is it's the archetypal trapped in a room. I, I really uh, love Panic Room. I think Panic Room's hugely underrated um yeah. i think it's, it's, it's i think it's because like fincher was doing like like quality films at that point and he goes and does this kind of schlocky kind of yeah it's like it's like a b it is kind of like a b movie yeah and i think he just does it really really well um so there we yeah. go what else have you got so right so my next actual comedy bunny and the bull I don't know if you saw Bunny the Bull, directed by Paul King, who did the Paddington films. No. Uh, and it stars Edward Hogg, Simon Furnaby, Richard A. Oadi is in it, Julian Barrett's in it, Noel Fielding's in it. I've not like even it's got heard a quite it. quite a fun British film. So what it is, it's basically he's like a shut in, this guy's a shut in, 
and he takes an imaginary road trip inside his apartment, like inside his flat. Oh, that so, sounds awesome. Yeah, and it's really clever, and it's based. It says like, it's based on like trinkets and bits and pieces he picked up on a European trek from years and years ago, and it's really, really good. It's really funny. It's quite touching, uh, and it's definitely, it's definitely a film for not, no, not your usual fare. Uh, and again, it, it's uh, again, dare I say, it's trying to use your imagination when you're trapped in a, in a flat. He can't go. He can't leave the flat. Nice. So, so um, I'm going to take your bunny in the ball and I'm going to give you the babysitter. Oh, as in as in the Samara Weaving one? Yeah. Yeah, I love that film. Again, it, I, saw, I saw that around the same time roughly as uh, Better Watch Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great film. It's, it's just really good fun. Really fucking funny. Yeah, really like, fucking it's funny. Really funny. And again, great twists, right? And again, for a McGee film, like it's a really entertaining film. There's some great twists in it. She's a Samara Weaving is so beautiful. Why? Why? I don't know if she ha- has done it yet. She should be playing like Margot Kidder's Margot Kidder, Margot Robbie's uh, sister or something. Totally. They look so similar. It's insane. Yeah. But I love that okay. film. Yeah, it's cool. really really funny. Uh, for me, the next one, funny enough, stays slightly back to genre again. Ready or not? Ah, uh, yeah. I, I love Ready. I love Ready. Yeah, yeah, I love Ready or Not. I, it's so good. It's so much fun. It's arguably more enjoyable than the hunt if I have to put them side by side, sort of thing. Um, but they're, they're, they're yeah. different. They're different enough. Right. They're, they're different enough from each other, for sure. Yeah. I think. I think arguably, Ready or Not is probably a slightly slicker movie. But they're, but they're, I mean, they're both. I would. I'd watch them both. <laughs> but uh, so much fun. So funny. The action's fucking awesome. She's brilliant in it. Like she's brilliant yeah. in it. Um, so yeah, there you go. Cool. Right. So uh, I'm going to just give you the last few of mine now. Just yeah, so I've, only got, I've only got three. I've only cool. got three. So my last one's 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, I love that film. Except the ending you have to sort of go with. You have you, to go You really have to go with it, right? You just yeah. can't. Yeah. But I really love the film. You're right. I didn't even think about it. Even. It's because, it, again, right. it's that kind of, you know, I'm trapped in a X location. Yeah. Yeah. So 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, I went with Wreck. Oh, I love Wreck. I didn't think, I think because we did the, I used it in the infection thing that we did. Yes, yeah, so you did. Yeah, no, it's my chance to get it in. Yeah. And finally, one of the most famous trapped in a room movies, Misery. Oh, Misery's amazing. I haven't, I didn't even think, sounds funny, I didn't even think about it at all. It, only because it's, it's really on my playlist film. currently on my, on oh, Netflix. So, so there you go. So those are my last three. What are your last three, Ross? My last three are Evil Dead 2. Oh, good call. Yeah, I know it should be number one, but Evil Dead Two. <clears throat> Actually, none of these are in particular. Uh, number two, again, a film I rave about fairly regularly. You're next. Love yep. your next. And it really is people trapped in a literally trapped in a house. Uh, and number one, though, and again, these probably aren't really in any order, but number one is Clue. Yeah, good, good shout. Because it's funny as fuck. And actually, you could add Knives Out to that. Almost. Knives Out, you could, and even Murder by Death. Murder by Death yeah. is excellent. Um, like the Notable mention. Only because mm. of of what it because it's slightly different, but I think mm. possibly the best in one room like film mm. is probably Cube because it was literally shot. Oh, I love Cube. in one room. It just doesn't it just doesn't seem like a house. That's what. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was There's shot. even that action. If you if you see that action movie Everly, the one with Falmer Hayek, and it's all in like one apartment. Yeah. Um, more like things. I didn't really I like it. it. Yeah, yeah I didn't like it at all. But it is all set in one apartment, and it. The thing about Everly is it just doesn't, to me, it just doesn't work. And there's something about it, like, I should love it. I should love it. And I remember at the time people were raving about it. And yet again, I was like, you're raving about something that's not actually any good. Yeah. 
thanks. Um, but it was, those yeah. our um, are our those are our movies. Those to are watch. our what? Our okay. our what? Our uh, those are movies. Are to watch having, again, are you having a struggle? I think that might be. Um, those are our movies to watch if you're stuck indoors. <laughs> Although most of them you probably wouldn't want to watch. Oh shit, dude! What was that film? Where uh, is it right at your door? That one where they think there's like uh, there's been an explosion out, a nuclear explosion, and then is it right at your door? Like it was like yeah. quite, it was quite big. It was several five or six, six, seven years ago or something. Just curious because that uh, was actually right literally. Right at your door, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was also uh, was oh, and, and yeah, and then at the end it turns out that yes, yeah, a bit, that's a bit like Ten Cloverfield Lane, right? Yes, totally. Like, like a similar idea. I liked writing um, your door, but I, yeah, I, I really like that. It's a good shout, actually. That's that's one I hadn't, I hadn't seen in yeah. years. I've forgotten about it. The artwork's completely different now because it used to just be almost like a view of like a kitchen side door or something yeah. with like a yeah. I, I haven't nice. seen that in the longest. It's older than I thought it was. Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Yeah. Cool. All right. So if you haven't seen the hunt, now is a good time to check out of this podcast. Oh, definitely. Uh, uk and search Ross Boyask on all the things. If you are staying, it means you've seen the hunt and we can spoil it. So here we go. Who the fuck saw Emma Roberts getting killed in the first five minutes? Right? <laughs> that was brilliant. Well, what I loved was, was how they killed all the famous people. within yes. the first few. Like uh, Ike Baron Holtz was next because he lasted long. I loved how it kept lasting, like people kept lasting and then disappearing, sort of being killed. The bit in the shop was fucking so awesome. So clever, wasn't it? The bit in the shop was so good. Yeah, the bit in like, the, the shop modern, was amazing. The pop store. That was fucking so awesome. I... I really rated this film because, and actually the more I think about it, the more I just, I really love the shit out of it because it's just so stupidly stupid. And that whole thing with Emma Roberts, right? Like I was like, yes. oh, cool. So she's, she's the lead. And then she, her head got blown off and I was like, fuck. They did the Drew, they did the Drew Barrymore out of screen, basically. Yeah, they did. And then they did it with <clears> someone <throat> else. And then they did it with someone else. Ike, Ike, like, Bar- Ike Barron, Ike Yeah. And I was just like, okay, so that's where we're going with this film then. And then of course it's the film clever. settles on Betty Gilpin, who is. She's fucking phenomenal. She's phenomenal. There's this, there's this bit, there's a few bits, particularly in the last act, <coughs> where she just replies by just like going, mm. yeah. <laughs> it was fucking amazing. It was fucking amazing. There's no way that's in the script. There's no. no way that's in a script. That is either an improvisation or, or like, like you don't like you can say in a script, you know, just look so and so just looks at someone. But it's not just a bit. It was fucking brilliant. But those react her reactions were brilliant. Yeah. And brilliant. you know, I have a thing about people not being able to hold guns properly. Yes. And genuinely, and this isn't this is a fact, <clears throat> right? Genuinely, it seems to be more women than men yes, that struggle with this. <laughs> Of course it is, because right. more women don't use guns than it's really in America, at least. And it's and certainly when you're growing up as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. she genuinely looked like an assassin. Not like a soldier, to be honest. But yes, she exactly. was unbelievably good. Like, yeah. she, the way she handled herself, she just looked solid. And even the fight, yeah. she looked solid. <clears throat> It's a shame she was fighting Hillary Swank. Yeah, I mean, that fight is genuinely pretty, like, it's silly. Like, it's really silly. But I enjoyed the shit out of it. And they do kind of, like, there is even that bit where they both agree, let's just take a minute. I thought that, like, all of the interactions. That was class, fight, wasn't it? All, all the interactions of the drama around it. And I love, I knew that she was going to take that sandwich at the end. Yes. I, just, I just knew that the grilled cheese. But, but I didn't know when on how, like, you know, that was, 
it was almost like the grilled cheese was the was like the prize for winning. Yeah, I thought that was great, and I, I just all the stuff with like no more glass. I thought that was brilliant. So it was brilliant, like no more glass. It was, and they both agree. What's funny is she agrees. It's yeah, like, no, it's totally. Just, and I, really I, I love the fact when she saves the bottle of champagne. <laughs> that was like, like, that was amazing. It, what, it that, just, what they don't do is they don't say that that is. I'm presuming that is for two hundred seventy thousand dollar bottle. I, I I'm assuming because they took you know they talk about it at the beginning with the, uh, yeah. the not Hendrick the thing they retrieved from the ship yeah and the way she goes to say because I don't recall her mentioning what that was at all like like no. like but I'm probably <laughs> considering how much effort she goes to save it I'm assuming it's one of those bottles yeah I, I had to do a bit I, of work for the film I had to do a bit of work for the film because otherwise who gives a shit about a bottle getting cares. Um, but it was still excellent. Doesn't matter. But I just I, I don't recall her saying because someone else talks about the bottle, don't they? It's not it's nothing to do with. No, they talk they talk like, about it in the opening, and I think right, they, exactly. it's mentioned one other time as well. But it, but what I mean is Gilpin doesn't know anything about it, and no. Swank isn't there at the time either. So it's like, uh, but it doesn't matter. It, it's all it's still what I mean. All the little flaws in this film do not matter because it's a roller coaster injury. It's ninety minutes, and it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, the, 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 the have it down. That, City World have it down as 120, 115 minutes. Oh, mine, mine doesn't. Mine doesn't. Mine had it down as, um, no, mine had it down as like, I think like 95 or. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, we had it down as 115 minutes. So I was like, fuck, when it got to the point where it was near the end, I was like, where the fuck are they going from now? Right, yeah. Well, I mean, what I like about the film is it does that a few times. When you, when you see the army, it's like, what the fuck's going on now? <laughs> that was great no, no, I loved it but I was just like what the fuck is that yeah. the end like it can't yeah. be the end or is all this a setup? you know like like, what's a setup? what is the setup? I loved one of my <laughs> in terms of how she reacts to things when they get picked up by the in, in adverted commas American ambassador and he's telling the story or asking her about why they've been picked and she slowly slowly pulls her knees up yeah, like she does that move. Like it's like if he's paying any attention, I'd be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and then she just slams him with her feet. It's so fucking funny. Like, I, so I, I, like, I I've watched Glow, right? And right. oh yeah, she great. can handle herself. She can, but but I've never I, I, in Glow. I'm like I I like her character. I like her, but yes, I don't like the character. Great. And I, I've never right, been kind of like, Phew. yeah, you know, she's like. I've still yet to watch. I've still yet to watch the latest season of Flow. I really must. It's, it's so better. It's better actually. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure. I totally fell in love with her in this film. She's great, even though she, and she's got a face like a smacked ass. Like she's got this kind of bulldog chewing a wasp face through most of it. Yeah. But she's so fucking good. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, no. Yet, I agree. No, I completely agree. Very um, sexy. What an um, like, like, like. What a performance, right? And again, these are the kind of performances that the, the Academy will never, ever... No, no. Well, I, I'll give you an example. Jessica Roth from, from the Happy Death Day films. Yes. Like, the work that she's doing... I'm Roth serious. mentioned Happy the Death Day. She, Tick off your bingo card. The work she does in those films, yeah. much like the work that Gilpin does in The Hunt, are absolutely, justifiably, just as Oscar-worthy as Charlize Theron making an ugly face. Or whatever. <laughs> But I'm serious. Like she makes you. Oh look, she made herself look ugly. Let's give her an Oscar. And by the way, she's fucking great, Charlie. I'm not taking a piss out of her. What I'm saying is, is the work behind all that is just as deserving as an Oscar. I'm not whether they win or not is a different thing. But there, there's yeah. no Jessica Roth for real deserves an Oscar nomination for those films. 
like just as much as and all I mean is just as much as anyone else does for any you know what I'm saying like like it doesn't have to be about Martin Luther King or whatever it doesn't need to be yeah. about you know what I mean like it, it, the work yeah, is good totally I totally get it um I I, I really enjoyed it um the guy for, oh god the, the guy with the beard Don I can't remember his name I love Don 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 oh Ethan Suplay was great in it yeah, as well He's he was great. great in it and I love the fact that they just killed him off off screen as well. Yeah, that was kind of cool. It was a shame. <laughs> like, oh, I love the bit when when the uh, the immigrant, well, the fake immigrant guy say, "Better start Gary." That was yeah. fucking great. because like, you kind of go, "Is Gary imagining it?" Yeah, like, is, he, it, is he imagining what's going and, on? It was fucking clever. And the assault on the com on the um like the yeah. guys in the 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 hut yeah. and the kind of um oh Glenn Howard. By the way, Glenn Howerton out of uh, it's always sunny. Fucking yeah. awesome. But just that assault, I mean, when she comes in and takes them all yes. down. Yes, yes, I was yes. just like, oh, my God, she's so good. The action was really clean. I loved the technical consultant with Tears and Sun guy. Brilliant. And he was brilliant. And, yeah, that was really funny. And, like, the yeah. editing was really good. It's like, it, it, was. it was a loud space. Yeah. I, it, I just, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. It's, it's, it's one of the more interesting films of this year so far. Um... It controversy it doesn't, beat, it, doesn't, it doesn't beat invisible man it doesn't no, beat invisible man no i mean but this year very uh, very good you know two amazing standout female performances in invisible oh, yeah. man and the hunt yeah i agree and oh also bearing in mind no bearing it i got to wonder if elizabeth moss might get some i don't know there's something it's been and very it's both blumhouse films right uh yes they are oh here's the other thing so bearing in mind not in in Say in the very near future, in in a couple of weeks even, it will be the end of March, meaning it'll be our first quarter roundup. Oh, it will be, yeah. No, That's three weeks, two, yeah. two or three weeks, two and a half. Two, three weeks. If we, we if we haven't died um, by that yeah. point, good thing is we can well, do we can do these kind of things um, on Skype, so that's fine. Yeah, we <laughs> we are good. And in fact, you know what? If the world gets contained and we can't do anything else but stay and sit at home you might be getting to the point where you get a ross and phil talk movies every day of the week oh now, in <laughs> fact, week. ross and phil will finally get around <coughs> to doing the commentary episode on spectre oh god oh yeah i'm gonna ask you something after we we uh wrap so to speak okay well uh, about, about my episode funny okay probably a good time to wrap so ross where can our lovely ladies and gents find out more about you uh, if you search at Ross Boyesque on all the social things, uh, you'll no doubt run into me, uh, as well as at Evo Films UK for the antics of evolutionary films. Uh, second time in a row nominated as Best UK Distributor of the Year for the National Film Awards. So check it, uh, which is coming up the end of the, uh, next week, I think, even. Uh, so that's exciting. Fingers crossed. Uh, and then at Vengeance Film UK for the uh, continuing nearly about to be announcements <laughs> for, for, for the sequel coming out. Just get on with I'm, I'm trying. Trust me. Hey, do you know what? Really there's a, there's a couple of good gaps coming up in schedules, mate. And, yeah, and was, was, who needs who needs bonds when you can have gold? That's yeah. Great. See, see. Yeah. Like, I bet you went back and floated those ideas on the, in the Monday morning meeting. I wish. Um, I wasn't <laughs> there on Monday, so like, no, so no. Uh, but next time. Uh, uk. you can check us out on Phil Quick Review on Twitter that's Phil Quick Review no S and you can look at Ross and Phil Talk Movies on Instagram we will be back at some point for another uh, 30 minute conversation that we stretch out to being just under an hour um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> every time uh, thanks for listening take care cheers bye